0: It's WrestleMania week, and yes, we're a Commanders podcast, so I needed to find a perfect guest, somebody who played for the Commanders, then the Redskins, somebody who played with many other NFL teams and starred in WWE. That's coming up next. AJ Francis joins us on the Lockdown Commanders podcast.
1: Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day.
0: We welcome you into the Locked On Commanders podcast. I'm Chris Russell, flying solo on this edition of LOC. David Harrison will return with a solo episode, and then we'll get back together again before the week is out. Thank you for making us your first listen and watch of the day. If you're watching on uh, YouTube, we appreciate you. Uh, and also, uh, coming up on this episode, again, we're going to have an extensive conversation with A.J. Francis former Washington Redskins defensive lineman also played for a number of different teams including the New York Giants, the Seattle Seahawks, the Miami Dolphins, the New England Patriots and others, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, uh, and as well was a WWE superstar uh under the NXT brand uh and also a television host so he's really done it all uh and he a Turk, a University of Maryland graduate. That's coming up on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast real quickly. Ron Rivera did speak on Tuesday morning at the NFL owners' meetings. Listen, guys, the biggest and most interesting thing he said is he wants everybody to stop criticizing the organization and to move forward and to trust him and to clean everything up and to stop being so negative. We've heard a lot of this before. Ron is starting to build that wall between the local media and some in the fan base and Ron and the organization, I don't know if that's the best thing. Ron needs as much positive support as he can get continuing throughout the process. Ron should keep that in mind. As frustrated as he is, as much as he doesn't like the narrative, and I understand why, Ron needs as much positive coverage and press and hype as he possibly can, even if some of it Maybe a lot of it is tainted with negativity. Something to keep in mind. We will have more on that throughout the week, instant replay changes and everything else in the world of the NFL. But on this special edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast, I'm going to be joined by A.J. Francis, uh, again, a former NFL defensive lineman who played for the then Redskins, Commanders, you know the deal, and several other teams. He will join us. Why? It's also WrestleMania week, and he was a former WWE superstar, was most recently with the company in mid-November, uh, still a TV host, uh, and also a radio podcast host as well, and a lot more as he'll explain. AJ Francis gonna join us next, right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first guys, it is Chris Russell with you for my friends, at built Bar. That's right. Built Bar is awesome. Whether it's the built Bar Puffs, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow uh, treat, or the regular built Bars. And there's no just such thing as a regular built Bar. They're all delicious. They all taste great. They're all healthy for you. Uh, again, if you want to lower your carbs, lower your sugar intake, lower your calorie intake, yet still have a delicious treat instead of that fattening, disgusting bowl of ice cream that you might have at the end of the night or piece of cake that's loaded with sugar and carbs and all sorts of other stuff, try a Built Bar or again, the Built Bar Puffs. How do you try it? Well, that's a great question. BuiltBar.com is what we always tell you where you can check out all the limited time flavors that they have, all the regular flavors that they have, all of the different products that they have. They have some uh, built bar bites as well. You might want to try out. I still have some of those birthday cake with sprinkles, uh, flavor. Try built bar out. You will not be disappointed. If you're looking to eat a little healthier, but eat better and still enjoy yourself, built bar is a perfect way to do it. builtbar.com. Use the promo code lock 15 to save 15% off your order. builtbar.com. Use the promo code locked 15.
1: If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.
0: All right, we're back here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast. And I'm Chris Russell. David Harrison will return on the next episode. We're joined by a very special guest. Now, listen, two of my passions in life. Football, professional wrestling, and I thought, well, it's it's WrestleMania week, and I thought, hmm, host the Locked On Commanders website, team used to be known as the Redskins. I said, well, who could I find that might fit both of those? And I stumbled across A.J. Francis, who used to play for the then Redskins among other teams, the Dolphins, the Seahawks, the Patriots, the Giants. Uh, am i forgetting anybody else uh let me look at my list here uh, the bucks. He has, course, who else oh the bucks yeah that's right the bucks and of course a wwe superstar uh until recently and he's with us here on the locked on commanders podcast aj thank you so much for doing this how are you pal i'm good man how are you i'm doing good doing good really appreciate you uh doing this also aj is the co-host of jobbing out with my guys Aaron Oster uh, and Glenn Clark, available wherever you can get podcasts. Uh, I was listening to the latest episode now, uh, so again, you can download that. Those guys, uh, along with AJ, have been doing uh, just a tremendous job rapping about the art and the science of professional wrestling uh, forever. And I, I wanted to start with, with you while we have you uh, on this WrestleMania week. You know, again, with the football stuff first, and then we'll move on to uh, professional wrestling. You were here for a couple of years. I mean, it was back and forth on the roster and whatnot. And then when you went to the Giants, you know, you, it, you looked at it as a new lease on life. When you were inside that building, can you feel the chaos as a player? Can you can you feel the turmoil that we all kind of felt from the outside, or is that kind of mostly above the players? And the players don't really pay attention to that.
2: Oh, I mean, if it affects you personally, you pay attention to it. Like, um, my last game that I played in D.C., I had six tackles Mm -hmm. as a nose guard, and I don't think a nose guard's done that in D.C. since. So, like, I felt like, like every time that I was released and brought back, I felt like, you know, my livelihood and my ability and my, what I brought to the table was being undermined and played with. And so like, I would feel it personally, but like when people would go on rants for days on end about what Kirk cousins was doing, like I, that didn't affect me at all. Like hmm. I didn't really, I never actually had a conversation with Daniel Snyder. So I couldn't tell you like what he did or didn't do that would affect the team or anything. So it's like, there was a lot of uh, a lot of the guys that have now been relieved of their duties um mm-hmm. that worked in the front office you know there there's a lot of stories from a lot of different guys about how they you know did things wrong one way or the other but um you know for the most part i've always just worried about myself and because in the nfl that's all you can that's all you really care about is you know making sure you can provide for your family and right. that's why i like you know, people are like, well, you're from D.C. How how are the commanders not your favorite team? And I'm like, well, I mean, any team I play for is technically my favorite, but also at the same time, it's like, it's a business, man. Like, right. to them, I was a commodity, which, you know, I mean, in a business, that's what I am to them. You know what I'm saying? And the same thing, it happened in WWE. So it's like, I understand how business works, but at the same time, it's like when you see that side of it, You know, you don't really have that fandom anymore.
0: Uh, I totally understand that as a member of the media. Uh, And and, and honestly, the team that I grew up rooting for was way, you know, way different. The way I treat them and the way I view it, I, I don't look at, okay, I'm a fan of a certain team. I'm a fan of good people. And mm-hmm. people that I think try and do the right thing. And uh, you and I didn't get to work together a lot because I was kind of off the beat. I was kind of in the media barking on the radio uh, from a distance. I wasn't in the locker room every day. But, you know, I, I've been around the organization long enough to know, and you've been around enough organizations. I, I'm curious, I, I guess, before we kind of dig down deeper a little bit on some other stuff, is, is every locker room... And maybe you include WWE's locker room and and, and backstage environment in this. Is every locker room dramatically different because of so many different personalities? One, which is natural, and then, again, different buildings and different philosophies? Or are they basically about the same, and it's a little bit of this from column A and a little bit of this from column B?
2: Um, I mean, I feel like they're actually all really different because it's more so about the guys themselves. Um, like, when I was in Seattle, um, you know, I was in the same locker room with Michael Bennett and Marshawn Lynch, mm-hmm. who are two very big personalities yeah. and can change the personality of the room in an instant, obviously. Also on that same team was Russell Wilson, who mm-hmm. is a big Personality, just in a completely different aspect um, who can change the, the what's going on in the room. But, like, you know, um, in D.C., the same thing goes for guys like Deshaun Jackson and Vernon Davis and mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins and Brandon Sheriff. And, you know, these guys are – they all bring something different to the table. Like, um, same thing with, like, Trent Williams. So, like, every locker room for the most part is, you know, it's just guys – you know, spending their time in between practices and meetings, like just you know, going out of their way to try to let the time pass and have a good time while doing it. But like, as far as like personalities and conversations, like every locker room is completely different. Right. Um, even in and the WWEs, I wonder. I can't even compare WWE to to you know the rest of the NFL locker rooms because in WWE. Um, everybody is there for themselves. And to be Mm -hmm. honest, like, in NFL, everybody's there for themselves, too. But, like, we got to come together to win the game. You know what I'm saying? Right. In WWE, like, people are actively trying to outdo each other. You know what I'm saying? So it's
0: it's, it's completely different. Um, When you were a kid growing up, when you were a young man growing up, how did you shape in your mind and vision – your life turning out uh, clearly, you have these two passions, much you know, much like me. But you're you're a thousand times better of an athlete than I ever was and ever will be. You got to execute. I, I would guess what what most men were, what a lot of men and a lot of people would dream of. How did you kind of crystallize it in your mind as you went through your life? Well, I always knew that I was different. Um, as a little
2: kid, like. At 10 years old, I was scoring, like, 40 points in basketball games, and, like, at 8 years old, I scored, like, 10 goals in a soccer game, so, like, I always knew that I was athletically different than everybody my age, so I always mm-hmm. knew that for the most part, um, but, like, you know, you never know how far that goes. Like, you see guys all the time who, like, my dad was a, is a football and basketball coach, so, like, I would see guys that were amazing in high school playing for him and then go to college and get no opportunities. Right. So like, you never know. And it really wasn't until I got to high school. I got to high school and I went to Gonzaga and DC, obviously. And, um, oh, sure. and a freshman hadn't played on the varsity in like 30 years. Um, So like, and they, they all, that's all they talk about while I was there. So then like my freshman year, Kenny Lucas, who was the head coach at the time, pulls me in his office and he's like, Yeah, we're gonna, I'm gonna put you on varsity. And I laughed. I literally (laughs) laughed because I thought it was a joke. Because all I heard was like, no, no, first one plays varsity here. So when it actually happened, I was like, damn, okay, well, maybe, maybe I am a little different. And then obviously, you know, I was multiple time all conference in the WCC, which is arguably the best conference in the country. Mm -hmm. Um, so I knew that I was good, but then, you know, you go to college and you don't really know how you're going to translate and then once I started as a redshirt freshman at Maryland I knew like every goal that I've ever had was attainable because I know if I was good enough to start as a freshman in the ACC then I was good enough to play in the NFL and even if I wasn't good enough to play in the NFL just playing in ACC I knew I'd get an opportunity to go to WWE but once I got to the NFL it was is a cakewalk. Anybody that plays a professional sport, whether it's football, basketball, badminton, whatever the professional sport
0: is, you will get a try out at WWE. So, so yeah. And and you mentioned your path. It, it, it's not like nobody has ever done it. What you ultimately did, but you did it. um, I I don't want to say others haven't done it the hard way, but, but you did it, I, I guess the natural way where you didn't, maybe come into WWE as a already predisposed star. You had to work for every opportunity along the way that you got, like you said, from high school and early success to college and ACC to the NFL, bouncing around from different teams. It's not like you showed up on WWE's doorstep and said, you know, I'm Steve Mongo McMichael, or I'm, you know, William the refrigerator Perry who got opportunities to do it. Right. Yeah. I had to work for everything that you accomplished. Yeah. And it was, it was, it was funny to me
2: because like when I like, I spent the first year and a half, I was in WWE doing nothing, sitting on my mm-hmm. hands, like waiting for my opportunity and it was always funny to me because what we ended up doing with Hit Row was the exact same thing that I was doing before I got to WWE when right. I was booking my own shows. So, like, I sat around for a year and a half to do the exact same thing I was doing when I got there. So, clearly, I was wasting my own time as well as theirs for that year and a half. You know right.
0: right. How do you deal with – uh and we're talking with uh, AJ Francis, nice enough to join us, uh, of course, uh, from WWE – uh, the NFL, played for the Redskins, now the Commanders with us on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Make sure you check out, uh, he's the co-host of Jobbing Out with Aaron Oster and Clint Clark, two guys that I know and I've worked with, uh, and uh, AJ of course on Twitter, at AJFrancis410. You can find out booking information and how to follow him and all the things that he's working on. Uh was recently made an appearance at Maryland Championship Wrestling and all that good stuff, uh, and is the former host of WWE's Most Wanted Treasures, show that I I, that I loved. I I mean I found real notes.
2: I, don't, I don't know if is the right word. I'm still on oh. a contract.
0: All right. All right. So that's good. I, I okay. I'm I'm happy to hear that. Okay. All right. So that's good. That's good. That's on um uh um what A and E, right? Is, yeah. is, is that right? Yeah. I, I mean I I I always thought that show was fascinating to see what you guys would find. And I liked how you kinda Prodded the super the, uh, the, the legends uh, along the way. All right, so let's let, let's get this. Um, the toll that playing in football, you know, which a lot of people have talked about, you know, from a concussion standpoint, body injury, pain, what have you. How does that compare to professional wrestling, where clearly there's an entertainment aspect of it? But it is very, very real, and people say, ah, they they don't get injured, that's fake. Well, that's nonsense, but how does it compare from somebody who did it at a high level in both cases? Uh, To be honest, for
2: me, and this is just my personal experience because I can't call it for nobody else, but to me, wrestling is a thousand times easier than playing football, and that's because I'm enormous. Right. So I'm six five, three fifty in real life, not mm-hmm. just build. I'm really that big. So, like, when I play football, I am playing 60 snaps against another grown man, just as equally as my size. Mm-hmm. And we're trying to murder each other every play. Right? <laughs> right. But in wrestling, I'm the big guy. So, like, at most, I'm bumping two, three times probably in a match. So, like, in the whole WWE run that I had, like, times that someone bumped me and I didn't bump myself, it happened once ever, right? Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, when you're the big guy, it's way easier in wrestling. Like, if I came into wrestling 5'8", 185 pounds, then I probably would think wrestling was harder because, you know, I was get slammed 15, 20 times a match. But when you're my size, the whole story is – beating the hell out of somebody, and then eventually they get you one time at the end, and that's either the finish or we're going to the finish from there. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, right. it, It's for me personally, it's not even comparable. Like wrestlers would get mad when I would say that, and I'd be like, look. They'd be like, oh, man, I feel so bad. And, like, I can't relate to a cruiserweight because we don't have the same job in the ring, just like I can't relate to a defensive back because we don't have the same job on the field. You know what I'm saying? So it, 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 for me, football is way harder.
0: Take a quick time out. When we come back, one of the things I wanted to ask AJ about was the backdoor or backstage politics, if you will, of uh, the NFL, which he told us a little bit about compared to WWE, and more where he goes from here. That's coming up next on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Uh, it is Chris Russell with you to tell you about our friends at RockAuto and RockAuto.com. As David and I always try and remind you, if you're looking for an auto part, whether it be major, minor, big or small, uh, foreign or domestic, old or new, whatever your make or model is, even if you have a truck, RockAuto.com is the place that you want to go. Why? Well, Instead of going out to those big auto parts, superstores that you're going to get lost in. Right. It's a maze. It's an odyssey of things. Some things they have in stock. Sometimes they don't. Uh, they're going to charge you 20, 30, 40 percent more. Why? Because they don't know who you are. You're not their buddy, the mechanic down the street. You're not buying in volume. You're just you. Right. You need one thing, maybe two things. You're doing it yourself and you're trying to save a little money. You're trying not to go to the dealership or uh, the mechanic, right? Well, they're going to reward those guys but not reward you. Why not get rewarded yourself and save yourself time, money, gas, and everything and aggravation by just simply going to rockauto.com? When you go to rockauto.com in there, how did you hear about us, Box Right, locked on so they know we sent you. RockAuto.com is the only place you need to shop all the parts available for your car or truck. Whatever you need, RockAuto.com is going to get you what you need at a great price.
1: RockAuto.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast.
0: All right, back here on the Locked On Commanders podcast, continuing along with A.J. Francis. Again, you can follow him on Twitter at A.J. Francis 410. Make sure you check out the Jobbing Out podcast uh, and everything that he's doing at A.J. Francis 410. Jobbing Out podcast, again, available where you get, uh, you know, all major podcast platforms with Glenn Clark uh, and Aaron Oster all about uh, the industry of professional wrestling, and AJ has done uh, a great job with that. And, of course, uh, check him out. Uh, if you can find uh, the old episodes and maybe new episodes, Most Wanted Treasures uh, for WWE, uh, excellent, excellent show. All right, so – um, you mentioned some of the politics that were at play here in the building. And, listen, I, I was no fan of Bruce Allen. I'm not sure if that's who you were referring to. Yeah, uh, no, but Bruce, for, Bruce Allen cut me enough times that I don't like
2: him either. So Yeah,
0: so. I don't like him much uh, either. And, and I, th- I, I think we are definitely on the same uh, line with, with that. So how did – And you mentioned the difference between the NFL, which is, you know, again, everybody's sure trying to make the most money they can, but you're kind of fighting for a common goal, right? You're trying to, but then you mentioned WWE, everybody's kind of separate and fighting for individuals. How did the backstage politics or the inter-building politics of the NFL compare to the backstage politics with Vince and all that, uh, and and all the head honchos running around for WWE? Is similar or a lot of differences in your mind? Um, I think it's
2: very different because in the NFL, there's only like two or three players on any team, any given team that could go to the front office or the head coach or the coordinator and be like, hey, you see what this guy's doing? I don't like that. And there'd be something that comes from that, like the quarterback, Mm -hmm. you know, the whoever the defensive captain is, you know, whoever the longest tenured player on the roster is like one of them. but for the most part, like your average everyday player on the team is A, not going to do that. Right. And, And B, even if they did, they'd be like, what the hell are you telling me for? Like, right. why are you a tattletale? What is wrong with you? Right. right. So, like, but in WWE and just wrestling in general, what I've learned is that, like, people will actively try to stab you in the back just to put themselves in a better light. Um, And, and that's why I'm, I guess I have rubbed a lot of people the wrong way because anything that I'm willing to say behind your back, I'll say to your face. Right. And I've never been, I'm not a two-faced person. Like, if I feel a certain way about you, you're going to be the first person to find out. I'm not going to tell somebody else mm-hmm. so that they can run and tell somebody else so that they right. can run and tell somebody else so that they can tell you. And then now you're like, yo, why are you talking about me? No, I'm going to tell you directly to your face because I don't base things off of opinion. I base mm-hmm. things off of what I see. I base mm-hmm. Like my opinion of you is based off of my interactions with you, not what someone else told me about you.
1: For example,
2: Vince McMahon just released a T-shirt that says, um, "People say I'm an asshole, and I am." Right? That's what the T-shirt says, and it has him with devil horns on it. And people, I'll have me come on their shows all the time and say, "Well, what about Vince? Is Vince bad?" And I had three conversations with Vince in the entirety of my time in WWE. And all three mm-hmm. were pleasant conversations. There was never a bad interaction between me and Vince. So for me to come on and be like, Vince, Vince is an asshole, it would be a lie. Like, I can't tell you that because I don't have that personal experience. Other people might feel a certain way because they have a different personal experience, but that's their experience is not mine. So, like, because of that, that that, that is the major difference to me in between the two locker rooms is that, like, People are happy being stooges in WWE and in wrestling in general, and in in professional sports that's frowned upon.
0: You know what's interesting? I was thinking about this as you answered that, and it was really interesting where where you went with that. I've said often, um, you know, I worked for Dan Snyder. Uh, he owned the radio station that I worked for for five. That's 18. a perfect example. Like people want me to bury Dan
2: Snyder anytime I talk about. You know the commanders, but I've never had a conversation with the man, so like how okay, am I? so
0: so, so, let me counter <laughs> that I, I've had you know I don't know seven or eight conversations with him, you know, where he's pulled me aside and and he's asked me my opinion or what I, just different interactions, right. And and I know, AJ, he's done some unsavory things or allowed some unsavory things. This is not about trying dance Snyder. My point in saying this is just like how you said you had positive interactions with Vince McMahon, and that's how you judge people, and that's how you kind of live and operate your life. Well, I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm not saying that Dan's a great person or whatever, but the interactions that I've had, the one-on-one interactions, he's not this monster that he's created out to be. Now, he may very well be in other areas of his life, but We, It seems like you and I kind of try and judge people based on the one-on-one interactions we have. You telling the story about Vince McMahon, me just kind of relaying that's how it kind of was for me and Dan Snyder. And, again, I'm not trying to big-time anybody by saying I've had a conversation. Nobody cares. My point being is, uh, you you know, like – People often talk about people and then don't know people or 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 kind of get suckered into this vacuum uh, that's and, and that's how you know kind of things explode. so I'm glad you that's
2: what that's what happens, with, that's what happens with people talking about me. That's why yeah. like I've never understood the concept like like when I would tell people or or people would tell me why they don't like somebody. And I'd be like, damn, well, why do you not like him? And they would be, they would bring out like this list of, oh, they did this on um, uh, people talk about them doing this on social media, and people. Mm-hmm. Do, I'm like, but you don't even know this person. Like you've right. never had a conversation with this person. There are people walking around Earth right now who have never had a conversation with me and hate my guts. And that's a sad way to live your life.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I I appreciate somebody that's honest and upfront and not running around. You know, uh, chirping and, and, and saying stuff that they're not willing to say to somebody's face. And sometimes you're not, you know, you're not going to like it. Sometimes, you know, you're not going to like somebody that's brash or bold or honest. You know, you were honest when you left here and, you know, uh, in a social media post that got a lot of attention that grumbled mm-hmm. a lot of feathers. Yeah. And yes, people like it, I, I, said
2: the, I said that the old logo was racist. Yeah. And then, and everybody in the DC media vilified me.
0: And then two years later, I, I, may have, I may have done that AJ once.
2: <laughs> and then, and then two years later, they had to change. They changed right. the logos. Right. So it's right. almost like I knew what I was talking about.
0: Right. It's almost like you did. Um, <laughs> right, So just, uh, so I don't want to take you too long, but I appreciate you coming aboard uh, with us. Um, Again, clearly uh you know, WWE has had a lot of changes and whatnot, uh budget and all that, you know, and, and ultimately after you guys got drafted to SmackDown, you were caught up in that I think it was last November. But it is WrestleMania week. I assume you're still a fan and you know a lot of these guys and you performed uh in different ways and different but it's WrestleMania week. Is it hard for you to kinda um, I, I guess appreciate it or love it still being that you were involved in it, or is it still easy to love it and separate it?
2: Um, no, the thing is, like, I didn't, like, I didn't grow up loving the business of mm-hmm. professional wrestling. I grew up loving the characters. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, people now talk so much about ratings and, and TV deals and all things that I couldn't give two shits about,
0: like right. as a kid or
2: still as a grown adult, right? right? So like, I think that I'm grateful for the fact that because of WrestleMania, like even though I'm no longer in WWE, I'm gonna be in Dallas all weekend and I'm gonna be making money because I used to be in WWE. You know what I'm saying? So like, I recognize the 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 bigger picture of WrestleMania. Um and uh, the cultural impact of Wrestlemania and so like yeah we're going to be there and we're going to do the, a tailgate party and we're going to do some shows for some other companies while we're there and oh it's going to be a great time and and I'm assuming Roman Reigns is going to win and I think that he should and he probably will and I think Roman Reigns is due for one of those Bruno San Martino um, you know Bob Backlund-esque four, five-year title rates. You know
0: what I'm saying? So, uh, I, I, I think that you know, that's true. interesting that you say that because I think most people think Brock is going to take the universal title or unify the titles just because I can I see
2: that, but honestly, mm-hmm. it's like Brock, if anybody's going to beat Roman, it'll be Brock, but like mm-hmm. Brock is not what Brock is at the point of his career where like he's already done everything. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like, yeah. the guy that beats Roman is you want that to be the guy that has already done everything. I mean, you could say the same like Undertaker said the same thing when I interviewed him about the show during the right. show. I asked him in the car. I said, "What do you think about?" And they didn't even use it on the show. But I said, "What do you think about?" You know, losing to Brock, and he was like, "I mean, I felt like Brock didn't need it." He was mm. like, "I felt like Brock was already a star, and I felt like Brock didn't need it." He's like and And end up making him an even bigger star, so it ended up working. He was like, "But I feel like he didn't need it, and right now, I feel the same way, like Brock doesn't have to beat Roman to the next night come out and still be Brock Lesnar, you know right, what I mean? right like he's still gonna come out and be a one of one athlete of this generation. you know what I'm saying, so like, I don't think that he needs it, but if he did do it, more power to him. I just think Roman's at a place in his career right now where like. Unless he's leaving to go do a movie or something, I feel like he should not lose the
0: title. All right, Seth Rollins needs an opponent. Uh, if Vince McMahon went to you and said, uh, "AJ, top dollar," you'd be back in or no?
2: Absolutely. And then I would, we would do the coolest curb stomp ever, and give <laughs> I'd do the curb stomp out of my finisher. I'd like flip him up to his feet, fall face forward. No doubt about it. Man, a, the thing is that like I people want me to be bitter about yeah. not being in WWE, but i have You got to realize like I was released in the NFL ten times, but I was right. signed eleven.
0: Yeah, you know what I'm right. saying.
2: So like, so like I'm not tripping. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's like when like,
0: you win sixteen world championships in wrestling, right? Like you know, I, hey, you lost a lot of world championships, but you won a lot of damn ones, right? So it's kind of yes, the same exactly. thing. So, so like.
2: I'm completely, I'm completely content right now. Like, I have other things that I'm working on right. that aren't really wrestling related. I'm uh, mm-hmm. directing. A, I'm actually directing a documentary about one of my pro gaming teams currently. Oh, nice. So, so like, I have a, I have a lot of really cool things that I, I have coming down the pipeline. So, I'm not that worried about wrestling. Like, people will ask right. me all the time, they're like, where are you going to go? Are you going to go to AEW? Are you going to go to Impact? And Honestly, like, I grew up wanting to be in WWE. I did that. My, it's time to go do something else. And yeah, if the money's right and somebody wants to pay me enough and pay me and the hit makers enough and wants to bring the whole crew and, you know, we can go work somewhere else, then maybe, yeah, maybe we will. But for real, for real, like, is working in ho doing Hollywood things. Brianna's doing modeling things. Mm-hmm. I'm doing my own thing with, with movies and, and TV and, and talk TV and all these other things that I got coming down the pipeline. So, like, I'm cool. And You got a lot going on. If WWE wants to come back, then they're more than welcome to. But as of right
0: now, like, I'm just grateful. All right, wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, we appreciate you guys for being with us on this Wednesday edition, midweek, WrestleMania week, as we were just joined uh, by our buddy, AJ Francis, uh, There, good spot with him. Coming up, David will be back with a solo episode. Thank you for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen of the day. And watch. Now make your second listen, the Locked On NFL Draft podcast with Ryan Tracy, former NFL cornerback Eric Crocker. They bring the NFL Draft to life each and every day with insight and analysis on college football prospects and NFL front offices. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. If you want to hop in, it's Locked On Washington Commanders at gmail.com. That's locked on Washington Commanders at gmail.com or 301-615-3577. That's 301-615-3577. Again, David will be back on the next episode. He's, uh, on SI.com's Fan Nation. I'm Chris Russell, co-host of the Russell and Med show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. If you're out and about, please be safe, be kind to one another. Don't drive like a maniac, especially in bad weather. And thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders Podcast.
1: Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.